Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and we are embarking on Series 2, Episode 107. We're covering the Come Follow Me materials for April 13th to 19th, covering Mosiah chapters 1 to 3, filled with love towards God and all men. And we are concluding our section today that we're looking at, which is when I serve others, I am also serving God in Mosiah chapter 2, verses 10 to 26. Now, we have dealt with quite a few of the principles regarding about serving others and being able to serve God while serving others. But now Mosiah, uh, sorry, Mosiah, King Benjamin takes a... Um, a different approach now. He he kind of goes off on a different tangent and identifies the fact that, okay, look, I'm asking you to serve each other. I'm asking you to look out for one another and be, you know, a, a support and a strength to each other, to one another. The reason why I'm doing this is because I, as your king, did this for you. And if I'm your king, then surely you should be willing to serve each other. If I, who, who you call your king, have been serving you. In verse 19, he says, And also, behold, also, if I, whom ye call your king, who has spent his days in your service and yet has been in the service of God, do merit any thanks from you, oh, how you ought to thank your heavenly king. So he's identifying that, you know, the Lord is good to all his people, that the Lord serves them, even though he is their heavenly king, he serves them as, as you know, as, as, the, as a perfect servant, and they should show that gratitude toward him. Um, in April 1992, in a talk called Gratitude for the Goodness of God, uh, Robert, uh, Robert D. Hales said this, quote, prayer is an essential part of... Conveying appreciation to our Heavenly Father. He awaits our expressions of gratefulness each morning um, and, in, and night in sincere, simple prayer from our hearts for our many blessings, gifts and talents. Close quote. So this is obviously a very important um, act that we should be doing each day. We remember examples of Lehi, for example, when he and his family left Jerusalem. The first thing they did once they were three days journey from Jerusalem, and there's many reasons why they had to do that, potentially for their safety, but also uh, because historically they couldn't offer sacrifice, uh, not at the temple unless they were more than three days journey away. There's also the example of Noah, when he and his family disembark off the ark, the first thing they do is build an altar and offer a prayer and thanks, uh, and and so on. So obviously that's an important um, manifestation for us of how we should thank our heavenly king. In verse 20, um, we then go into a, a topic which I find is, you know, a fantastic um, thing to learn. But obviously if it's taken in the wrong spirit, it can also be very disheartening. In verse 20, it says, I say unto you, my brethren, that if ye should render with all the thanks and praise which your soul has power to possess to that God who has created you and has kept and preserved you and has caused that ye should rejoice and has granted that ye should live with peace with one another. So he starts off by saying that basically, if you give thanks and praise and give everything to that God who, is, who, is, who has created and preserved you, um, in verse 21, it says, I say unto you that if you should serve him who has created you from the beginning and is preserving you from day to day by lending you breath, that you may live and move according to your own will and even supporting you from one moment to another. I say, if you should serve him with all your whole souls, yet you would be unprofitable servants. Now, this may be a bitter pill for us to swallow because, you know, in, in today's world, we, we go out and we try to, um, you know, not be in debt to anyone. We try to make sure that we uh, serve each other, that we are making sure that we pay back all the things that we do. But the reality is, in the case of our Heavenly Father and our Saviour, Jesus Christ, we can never pay that back. Um, 
There was a quote given by Joseph Fielding McConkie who said, quote, We are all indebted beyond our ability to pay. Even in the granting of life to others, we cannot repay those who have granted this matchless privilege to us. What then is the greater debt that we owe to God as our Father, as the Father of our spirits and author of the plan of salvation? We can rate repay through obedience and faithful service. We might reason, but as King Benjamin reminds us, such is hardly so. Obedience and service is immediately rewarded with the knowledge and blessings of heaven, and we are endlessly the more indebted. In our relationship with God, we are at best unprofitable servants. Close quote. This just really highlights it really well. Um, I think that, you know, we might think to ourselves, oh, you know, if I can, you know, li live all the commandments perfectly and if I can, you know, go to church and say my prayers and do my study and do all these things, then I can start to pay back at least a bit of what my Savior does for me. And, you know, we might start on that on that process, but then we realize that we receive even more blessings as a result of those things that we do and we become more in debt. Um and so this is something which we uh, have to uh, come to uh, understand and, and accept that we are we are eternally indebted to our Heavenly Father. Uh, Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf said this, quote, Even if we were to serve God with our whole souls, it is not enough, for we would still be unprofitable servants. We cannot earn our way into heaven. The demands of justice stand as a barrier which we are powerless to overcome on our own. But all is not lost. The grace of God is our great and everlasting hope. Through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the plan of mercy appeases the demands of justice and brings about means unto men that they may have faith unto repentance. Our sins, though they may be as scarlet, can become as white as snow. Because our beloved Saviour gave himself a ransom for all, an entrance into his everlasting kingdom is provided unto us. The gate is unlocked, but the grace of God does not merely restore us to our previous innocent state. If salvation means only erasing our mistakes and sins, then salvation, as wonderful as it is, does not fulfil the Father's aspirations for us. His aim is much higher. He wants his sons and daughters to become like him. With the gift of God's grace, the path of discipleship does not lead backward, it leads upward. Close quote. And I love these words by Elder Ruckdorf because it highlights the need for us to become indebted. Because if we were not to become indebted, if we were just simply to be able to restore ourselves back to the original state that we were, then it would not be what is necessary. We need to understand that the blessings of the atonements, the cleansing and sanctifying and enabling power of the grace that our Saviour offers us, yes, indebts us to him, but it makes us better. It makes us become more like him. Um, and so, you know, I think that, um, that, that phrase that justice stands as a barrier is an important point that this may actually be of hope for many of us, because we realize that no matter what we do, that justice will always be a barrier. Even if we are living the commandments better than we are right now, that justice still stands as a barrier. We all need to rely on our savior. He is the great equalizer because he, it means that we all need to rely on him no matter how righteous or obedient we may be being at this time we all need to rely on him and get close to him and build that personal relationship so we can then be lifted higher uh, which is a beautiful um thought in verse 22 it's clear what is required of us it says and behold all that he requires of you is to keep his commandments and he has promised you that if you would keep his commandments you should prosper in the land and he never doth vary from that which he hath said Therefore, if you do keep his commandments, he doth bless you and prosper you. Uh, and I want to close with verse 24, um, or 23 and 24, because, 
you know, he just kind of hammers home the point again. He says, and now in the first place, he hath created you and granted unto you your lives for which you are indebted unto him. So he says, basically, you know, that point alone means you can never pay that back because no matter what you do, it's all because he's created you and allowed you to live. In verse 24, it says, and secondly, he doth require that ye should do as he hath commanded you, for which if ye do, he doth immediately bless you, and therefore he hath paid you, and ye are still indebted unto him, and are and will be forever and ever. Therefore, what of what have ye to boast? And I think that that is a really important point, that this is why humility and meekness and, and you know, that those qualities are such important uh, points to take because as soon as we begin to believe that we're doing things um well and that you know the blessings that come are because of us and what we have done then we are in trouble um but i think there is also on the other side of the spectrum a danger here as well learning this principle there'll be some people that may think you know this is too much for us to bear you know i can't be indebted so much i'm not worth it i'm not worthy i'm not able to be able to receive these great blessings because I don't, des don't, don't deserve it. But actually, you know, when we take these words in the right spirit, it means that we all are not worthy. Everyone isn't worthy. We, do, we don't deserve the blessings we're given. None of us do. But we still are given them because our Heavenly Father loves us. He loves us so much. And our Savior wants us to be able to receive them. That's why he went through the atonement. He did it so that we could all receive those blessings. Every single child of God could receive them if they just open up and, and reach out to him. And so whilst obviously, if it is not taken the right spirit, I can see how this can be a disheartening principle to learn that we are always in debt to our heavenly father. But actually, it's a great equalizing principle to learn that all of us are indebted, no matter who we are. We all don't deserve it, of course not. but he does it anyway because he loves us so much and he will lift us up higher and higher as we continue to serve him through serving others and realizing that, you know, we should probably be a bit kinder to one another because, you know, we are we are in, eternally in debt to our Heavenly Father and he wants us to serve others. So that, and that doing through doing that, we serve him. Joseph Fielding McConkie and Robert L. Millett said, quote, we are all indebted beyond our ability to pay. Even in the granting of life to others, we cannot repay those. Um, do you know what? I've just realised that that's the same quote that I read before, so I'm not going to continue reading that. But yeah, it's um, it's a wonderful gift that our Heavenly Father has given us, uh, and I just hope that we will use it and take it forward. I hope you, uh, you've enjoyed the study today and uh, continue to do so. Please and share what you've been studying with us um, on the, the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'd love to hear some of the thoughts that everyone else has so we can share them on future episodes. You can also email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again.